0: So, good day. I'm Jadev Chiba, and the topic we will be covering today is managing IT literally in the dark times. This will hopefully serve as a guide for CIOs for doing business in South Africa. Joining us today is Fakile Sibia, who is the Chief Information Officer of E4, a fintech software company. Fakile oversees the vision, the leadership, uh, development and implementation of IT initiatives for the company. Welcome, Fakile. It is good to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Jadav. I'm Very happy to be here today.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. As we spoke earlier, um, it's it's a topic that's passionate to both of us. So so it's going to be great having this conversation with you. I, I think to start off with, you know. Clearly, uh, IT and, and CIOs in this country are experiencing massive challenges of where we find ourselves. Perhaps you want to talk a little bit about those challenges and, and also look at things like how alternative energy solutions like solar play a crucial role in, in providing uninterrupted services to your to your customers.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeddip. So I think, <clears throat> you know, interestingly, CIOs never really got a break since twenty twenty, actually. <laughs> so it's just a continuation of um, of crisis. You know, uh, we were in the pandemic, we came out of the pandemic, and now we have um, an endemic situation. You know, mm. with with the load shedding, um, and I think it's 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 a very big challenge um, having to manage an an IT platform and provide a service to customers which is not compromised when you're dealing with a situation um, where, you know, you, you, our, our power is limited, I mean, it's a reality. Um, I, I I think in the last couple of days we've just been, you know, in and out of, you know, between stage four and stage six. Mm-hmm. And that obviously puts pressure, you know, on IT systems because we are heavily reliant on on power. I mean, data centers, um, you know, need to have maximum power. And I think um, the way around it, that is is for us to really think differently, Around um, you know ownership of of IT systems and facilities, and what I mean by that is um, we we need to partner more because there are companies that are geared um, for these sort of crises, companies that have got backup powers um, that can hold you know gallons you know of of diesel, and so you know I I would really HCIOS to to not be obsessed with running data centers in house if they don't have to you know, assessing the risk and understanding your risk profile is to outsource that service to people that um <clears throat> do these sort of things on a daily basis. Who you know, this is their core business. So hosting, for example, with um with a with a data center provider. Um as well as leveraging cloud. You know, I think it's a it's a it's an opportune time um to look at alternative ways of of hosting and provisioning IT IT systems. Interestingly you spoke about um the you know, leveraging renewables. Yeah. Um and I think that that's two pronged for me. It's there's the the question around the continuity of providing IT systems, but also there's the sustainability portion. So data centers, I mean, I don't believe that we're at a point where they can fully run on renewable energy, uh just because of the intensity of the demand, um, of power for, for, for systems to run. However, I think it's, 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 it's quite important to have a blend, you know, a, a, um, an energy mix mm-hmm. when you are running a data center, both from a sustainability perspective, but also from a continuity perspective. Look at an, uh, um, a provider, if you do have a provider or if you have to run a data center, look at option to have that right energy mix where you're dependent on the grid um, and you can supplement that energy. Uh, throughout the you know the life cycle of 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 your service, so I think it's 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 quite important and it goes beyond just the 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 crisis with escom i mean you'd think about climate change yeah. we had a thunderstorm last night it 's w- middle of winter, so I think we also need to think about as leaders in the i t space what is our contribution towards the sustainability um mm. of 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 our of of the earth that we inherited
0: true so I, I guess it's almost you know, evolving to a a new um, setup, almost going towards renewables, but over time because it's not going to happen overnight. As Correct. Such. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Maybe let's talk a little bit about about fiber fiber infrastructure, which has equally been challenging in mm. this country. You know, including things like cable theft and and breaks. Yeah and and how does that impact your business and um you know what steps can you take to to mitigate against these these challenges
1: it's very interesting that um you know we're becoming more and more reliant on <laughs> on on technology um and yet you know we have some fundamental um challenges on the infrastructure that enables all of that yeah and I mean, fiber is one. So when we have the, the the power situations, it does have an impact on the the fiber infrastructure. Uh, but in South Africa, you know, South Africa is a very different place. Um, and I mean, I know there are parts of the world that are similar, but our construct is quite interesting because we deal with multiple dimensions of ta- challenges at any given point. And and fiber theft, I mean, is a big one. We we had. I think in the last couple of months, um, major major challenges, and our provider would say to us, "Look, we've had fiber theft. You know what do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, or we've had low light on our infrastructure because of the, you know the, you know on and off with, with the load shedding, and that impacted on our services. Um, and I think diversifying um, on your on your on your um, supply is very important because I mean the chances yeah. are if you've got." Two or three, depending on your risk profile. Again, multiple providers. When one is down, one can carry you, and utilizing you know the 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 um availability of technology to to do that seamlessly. So you know, looking at SDN, um, mm-hmm. so have multiple providers really as, sure your, as your as your backhaul, overlaying that with an an SDN configuration, so that when one line goes down, the other one picks up, and you're able to carry on. And as, and so I think our, our thinking just needs to be geared towards resilience, 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 um, yeah. and play multiple scenarios in, 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 in your planning and in your thinking around if this happens, what's my, and I, I know it's training for a lot of people because all of us want to be creative and play with new tech, but I think we've just got to go back to the basics.
0: True. And I mean, we, we've gone long past the days of an eight to five, Absolutely. Cycle, right? We're all into the twenty four by seven, mm. three sixty-five model. And and that just means and as you said earlier, we've gone digital and, and, and yeah. we rely so much on tech that our our, our entire day and, mm. and, and, and businesses and at a personal level, we're reliant on the tech. So so almost building that into the thinking and the design is extremely important.
1: Absolutely. And I mean our, our, our society, our, our clientele are people that interact with technology all the time. Um so you and I after this conversation the first thing we'll do is probably look at our phones and True. and and there's an expectation of this continuous and and 24 by 7 availability and so <clears throat> we need to weave that into our businesses and into our thinking it's how do you how do you make sure that you can provide this expectation and i mean our platform is an example. We, uh, we promise promise our clients that it's a software as a service you log in anytime it's available. Mm-hmm. And so the task on us to ensure that, you know, we can um, live up to that promise um, is, is quite a challenge, but it's doable. It just takes a lot of thinking.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess the more you move towards cloud type solutions or hosted solutions, your, your connectivity all becomes more and more important in terms of, of being able to provide that 24 by 7 service.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and hence, you know, the, the, the need to look at all of this tech availability out there. Um, and so we, I mean, we, we, we are in this challenge. There's nothing we can do about it. We are in it. Um, but I think it's, it's very important to look at those at those options. You know, yeah. if you can even host outside of South Africa, you know, there's, there's avenues to do that, but you, you really abdicate the risk that we sit with um, yeah. onshore.
0: Look, I, I think the important point, and, and we see this with the mobile operators now, that they've had to go and, you know, find mechanisms and ways of ensuring availability. Mm-hmm. And, and I suppose exactly the same challenge is thrown at CIOs to say, how do I make my systems always available and redundant and, and, and there for people and my customers to use? Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to to cybersecurity, and I know it's a, it's another big buzzword in My the favorite industry. Topic. <laughs> your favorite topic, you know. Um, clearly, there are massive challenges and threats, and as we go more and more digital, you know, what are some of the the the, the mitigation and measures that companies could put into place around cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> you know. <laughs> Um, someone asked me to say, what's, what's, what's more important for you to look at at the moment? Is it the load shedding, you know, the continuity or is it the cybersecurity? And it's I said, I don't know. Unfortunately, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. I don't know which one to pick at any given point. And I mean, the, 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 the threat surface just keeps on increasing. On a daily basis, um, and 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 unfortunately, because of the world we live in, unfortunately, so there's a there's there's an up and, and a down to it, is that we've become globalized. Yes. So you know the the the, the borders from a digital perspective
0: <coughs> uh, no, don't
1: exist, right? They've yes. completely flattened. Yes. And so a war ensues between Russia and Ukraine, and all of a sudden, my network <laughs> is, is inundated affected. with threats. Right. Um, I always say to people it's all good and well to play with the new things. Mm. But for me is play with the new things after you've gotten your basics, right? You cannot tell me about some fancy AI tech when you don't have a basic antivirus. So when it comes to cybersecurity, I think it's quite important um, to really go back and look at, do we have the basics covered? Are we managing our vulnerabilities? Mm. Do we have any means um, of, 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 you know, protecting the perimeter um, how much of traffic that's coming in are we able to look at, analyze, assess, and determine whether it's right or wrong? Um, and you know, <clears throat> I've seen I've seen companies that that run and you say, um, okay, let's talk about your antivirus, and they're like, well, why do I need an antivirus? Exactly. You know, yeah. so um, I think going back to basis, it, basics is, is quite important. Um, I mean, find find a framework that works for your organization. Um, and try implement as many of the controls as possible. And I'm not saying that completely shelters you, but at least you know it, it prevents um, a lot of the uh, or, um, or, or, or of the stuff that that could potentially get you. So remediate your vulnerabilities and have that as a practice. Mm. Um, and 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 find understand your attack vectors, you know, um, in your environment, and make sure that you block those. And mm. I believe if you have that discipline in in, in security, you really I mean, you can't completely protect yourself, but you—you know—you limit it. And also think around. Everyone says it's not a matter of if, but when.
0: Correct. When it
1: yeah. does happen, what is you my reason? Res-
0: you are ready and prepared.
1: Pre- precisely. Okay. How do I? How do yeah. I come back? You need to understand what is critical. What are the crown jewels in the organization? Yeah. What is it that, if compromised, we go down completely? And what is the redundancy on it? Um, how do I recover? So you've got to do both. You've got to protect, but you've also got to understand how do I recover?
0: How to, how to remediate. It?
1: Correct. And there's frameworks, you know, readily available. Uh, some of them, you know, you can get for free um, and look at what do I need to be putting in place to at least try protect myself. And in a case where the protection doesn't work I'm able to 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 come back and 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 the business yeah. can continue
0: you know you you make a fundamental point in in fact, all of the topics we've spoken about is that you know we 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 can almost live where tech people mm-hmm. and and no disrespect to them you know like to go and chase the new shiny <laughs> yeah, toys yeah. and then they forget about those basics. The basics, and the basics are in fact becoming more important and mm-hmm. more fundamental today. For continuity Absolutely. of business, you know, because Absolutely. you can build a fantastic new solution, but if your infrastructure is not up and available, what's the point? What's
1: the point? Absolutely. that's <laughs> the
0: point? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about disaster recovery and, and backup providers. You know, how do you approach the, the selection of partnering with reliable providers to ensure there's resilience and continuity in your business operations?
1: Um <clears throat> interestingly you know we have we've just come out of a um a phase of 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 looking to revamp um our 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 um continuity strategy and part of it was looking at how do we service, if providers, it, yes. if service providers absolutely from a from a backup perspective um i think <clears throat> at at this point you we, you need to look at um so there's a couple of things for me first of all is the 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 the, the reputation of the provider that's mm-hmm. that's that's quite important in the market. I mean um, you want you know durable equipment, but you also want guys that understand resiliency um, and and I mean at this uh, um, at this age that we're in, um, ransomware is is quite a, is quite topical quite um, and unfortunately you know data continues or fortunately, data continues um, to be you know a valuable asset in a lot of organizations. So I think going with a company that understands data Number One and understands how to secure data um and, and and keep it secure and ensure that you know you can you you can have it readily when you need it, so when I get a backup provider, I look at somebody whose system can keep my data safe um from the likes of ransomware, et cetera. So once I get onto the backup platform, how much is my protection mm-hmm. and and the, when I talk to a provider, I need them to be passionate about that because then I know um they too you know can do the work. Um, but I also want someone that is interested in my network setup because sometimes you can buy a tool and when you bring it onto your environment it
0: doesn 't work it doesn
1: 't do the work right mm. um so be 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 as passionate about um understanding my network and 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 how you know and how it 's orchestrated as well as my customer base my risk profile um and sell me the right solution so I think that 's quite important and you 've got to work walk a journey it 's not a you know one time over the counter transaction. Yeah, it's, pe-
0: it's a partnership.
1: It's a partnership, correct. Yes. It's a partnership. And it's got to be somebody that is available because you're going to spend millions on on some of these solutions. Somebody who's available um, to continue the conversation post-implementation. Mm. Uh, and if you're having troubles, you can pick up the phone and call them and say, listen, because that's insurance. It's a grudge p- purchase, but it's very important that you look at it because in an eventuality, that's where you you know your first place to go to um, to recover your business. Yeah,
0: I, I just want to echo your, your first point about you know the ability of the third party provider, and you almost want to measure your third party that they has to, they have to be at least as good as you, if not better Correct. than you. Absolutely. Not 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 less of not, not less incapable of. of what you you want out of out of that relationship. Correct. Correct. So it's extremely important. Um, the other big challenge in our industry of of IT is, is that of skills uh and, and the skill shortage. You know, does it affect your organization and you know what strategies are you employing to first of all address shortage, mm. attract talent and even to retain talent?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> big big ask. Big, big ask. Um, I mean I, I don't think anyone in tech can can claim, you know, not to be affected mm. uh by, by that skills thing. We spoke earlier about how the digital borders just have flattened. Um I mean I hear young people now after varsity say, I've got a I've gotten a job. It's fully remote, I don't have to go to any office my colleagues Correct. are sitting in europe america uh and somewhere you know in 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 the continent and and it's great you know i i do what i want whenever i want and i sit there and i think to how do we match that
0: it's but really hard to compete
1: with it's that it's very kind hard of to offering. compete with with that kind of offering absolutely um and i think from a south african perspective our culture is still you know i've got to see you to understand that you're working, I've got to, you've got to be in the office. Yeah,
0: I, I like calling it the input versus output <laughs> input approach. Input
1: versus, uh, precisely. And I mean, in COVID, we threw tools to the business to say, here's how you measure productivity. Here's how you manage a remote workforce. Mm. But even with that, in 2022, the ask was come back to the office. Because I, I don't think we're at a point where we have the culture of this remote setup and and managing a remote mm. workforce. And we'll get there. But I think the challenge is the migration of skills. And and now you're not competing with a closed um, market. It's really open. It's and so global. It's a global market. It's a global market. And I mean, um, you, you know, skilled people are playing on that. So you see people move from company to company. When I look at CVs now, you see somebody has hopped every six months for the last two years. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's interesting on the, on the one hand, but it's challenging for, for, for us as leaders. And I think where we need to really invest um, is upskilling our own.
0: Okay. So, growing yes. our
1: own timber. I think uh, we, we need to go back um, to, to that. So, it, it, it's because, I mean, you can't get to the end and say, I don't have the skills. So, investing in, in people, upskilling in-house. Um, but I think at some point, we also need to come together as an industry and say, how do what, what are tech people looking for? Do we understand that value proposition? Mm. And create an environment <clears throat> um w- w- where we 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 we're cultivating you know that um that culture where we um encouraging these people you know to 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 stay because if you are go, gonna offer a developer 200,000 rands and I can't afford to do that. I mean you know so yes, so okay. I think it needs to be um a, a collective conversation but I think at the same time we we have to have to focus on upskilling um because you know, when when guys leave, we're very quick to replace. But I mean, the question needs to be, how do we make sure that when, you know, people don't even need to leave? How do we create that culture? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you think about the work-life balance that uh, people have gotten accustomed to during COVID, and now you expect people to come back to the office and someone comes and gives the offering that I mentioned earlier, you just can't compete. So how do we create that, you know, work-life balance that people are looking for um, and you know, pay them at the rate, you know, at the at the at the level that <laughs> they need to be yeah. paid.
0: It's, it's it's almost, you know, culturally if you go back to pre pandemic, mm. pre COVID, mm. you know, this thing about going to the office was just a normal thing and everybody accepted exactly. it. And and COVID's clearly changed all of yeah. that. So a clear decisioning criteria for individuals is are you forcing are them to forcing come to the office, the office or not? Correct. Yeah. And and that's such a pivotal thing. It is. Uh, yeah. the, the other thing I just spoke about you talk about upskilling, you know, don't you think we we also need to be driving a lot of new training, new people being brought in, because because I think there's there's a lot of opportunity of mm. bringing on interns or trainees, mm. um, and companies don't always want to invest at that level, mm. but but we almost need to f- flood the market. Maybe that that's an exaggeration. To almost no, because people are going to move on no, naturally as their career yeah, progresses. Yeah. So we need to have a feeding system from the bottom, if if if, if that's a, a way of describing it.
1: No, you make a very good point, Ajay. Uh, and when I talk about upskilling, I'm talking from from the grassroots. Yes, because we've okay. got to build a pipeline. We cannot say we've got a skills shortage. What have we as an industry done to ensure that, you know, people are coming up from mm-hmm. a high school level? I mean, we can't even talk about university. From go. a high school Cause level. Because that's when they
0: start coding. Right? That's
1: when they start coding now, right? And, and I mean, I know um, some, of, some of the financial institutions will go to a university and sponsor a classroom. To say, you you know, from a financial markets perspective, here's the curriculum, we're going to partner with you on the curriculum. Are we doing that as the yes. IT industry? You go to a high school level and start building a pipeline for the industry. Get children excited about being in, in IT, being mm. in tech. And so you the, the upskilling needs to start from there. And the people then come up university, and you know that on the other side you've you know you 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 have got the supply mm-hmm. um whereas now we just have this demand that keeps going up, but we don't see uh the skills coming yeah. um coming yeah. up so so the upskilling needs to start from, yeah, from, from i've there. been
0: involved in 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 one initiative for instance called code like a Girl mm. where you're almost training. Young girls, teenagers, and and almost training them to build websites, you know, in yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. So there are those interventions, but what what isn't evident is is the industry wide drive to to do something like that. Let's talk a little bit about hybrid work models. You know, clearly we've got a workforce that's now some work at home, some come to yeah. the office, etc. You know, and and how do you how do you approach managing your IT infrastructure to facilitate this hybrid workforce.
1: Sure. So <laughs> um you you just took me back to 2020. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when you know someone would ask that question and you know their eyes would just open wide. Um <clears throat> I think d- number 1 for us um just because of the nature of what we do in the business we're in making sure that we can secure the environment. So we, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for hybrid work. I think work-life balance is very important. And I think, you know, work should fit into people's lives, not the other way around. Mm. Um, and so ensuring that, you know, we can secure um, our data, that's very important. Um, and make sure that we can, you know, just secure the environment regardless of where you're coming from. So, you know, and there's mechanism. I know people talk about um, VPN, um, there's the Z-scalers, et cetera. Um, but ensuring that your, number one, your employees understand the risk that comes with with, with, with um, okay. managing a remote workforce correct um, and just getting them into the culture um, of, of being conscious about security. And yeah. so we do a lot, of, I mean, my organization, we do a lot of awareness training from a security perspective, um, you know, including things like, when you are a coffee shop working, we want you to do that absolutely, um, but do it securely. So when you go pick up your coffee from the <laughs> from the counter, make sure you lock your machine, and and when you you know log back in, how do you get then into the environment? You know, we we we've got to make sure that the, all, all of that is is secure, and just giving people the freedom to work from any device that they want to, mm-hmm. and I think <clears throat> what we focus on a lot is office anyway, office anytime. Uh, but we then build an environment where we can secure um, that that interaction and make our employees feel safe, you know, to work from 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 any place. Um, and and I think it's there's a lot of tools and and tech available to to do that. Um, and another thing, we do a lot of behavioral analysis on what our employees are doing, so that if we see anything out of kilter, you know, you can very quickly phone them up and say, "Hey, what's going on? Yes. Are you okay? Yeah. Is that you on your machine, or is it somebody else?" So I think just using the the tools and technologies available um, to enable that, because I think as i t. we need to focus more on enabling so hybrid is not a problem. it's a mm-hmm. problem when you're not prepared for it
0: yeah, absolutely <laughs> and, and I think you know on the one hand you you want people to be able to work from wherever they are, but you've got to strike that balance Correct. of uh, security and resilience and, and 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 those facets that are important from an it i.t service point of view absolutely. Apart from all these challenges we've spoken about, <laughs> you know, are there any other significant obstacles or trends that you think CIOs should be mindful of in, in, in the current IT landscape?
1: Yeah, I think the challenge of balancing risk, <laughs> you know, because I, I feel like for the for the last two years, you know, we've been very uh, or, or three years, uh, we've been very much focused on managing risk. But I think yeah. another challenge that we have is just the rate of change in, in technology. And so while you're managing risk, um, y- you know, you've, you've got to look up and, and think, um, where's my business going? Um, all of these new technologies and offerings that are coming, what impact do they have on my business? What opportunities do we need to exploit? And I'm saying it's a challenge because we don't get the time to do that. Correct, yes. And so we, we, we keep moving. And then you wake up one day and, and AI is a big thing. Chat GPT is a thing. Do I let it into my business? Do I not? Correct. And I think that's a challenge, just deciphering, you know, what is right and, 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 and what is beneficial for the business while managing the risk. Um <coughs> and I think we 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 we're we working in a, cli- in a in an environment where we're very much focused on risk management and we should just because of how, where we're operating at the moment. Um, but I think we, we must just not forget that lens um, of the opportunities that you pick up from, from new tech. So I think there's just a lot being thrown at, 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 at um, IT leaders um, and navigating all of it while yeah. trying to keep the lights on.
0: Absolutely. And, 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 you know, if you think about it, the, 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 the emphasis on risk has been overly emphasized, overly emphasized. over the last three, four years. But the the need for keeping an eye on what's coming down the line where Mm. the business is going and Mm. looking out so I think the big challenge is not do I do one or the other, but mm. how do I strike that how balance, do I strike the balance? And and how do I kind of sort the risk issue out? And I think to a large degree you should have sorted it out by and now. By now. <laughs> um and, and really start focusing on because because that's Correct. how you help the business kind mm. of move forward mm. which is which is where you really wanna be, I no, guess, absolutely. As, as a as as a CIO contributor of value. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um,
0: how would you approach the preparation of contingency plans if, if we go back to the whole disaster recovery and, and, and backup providers? And who would normally be involved in a process like that in your organization or in any organization, mm. I guess?
1: Mm. So, I mean, I think um, just getting to the who, I think at this point is, the, is everyone in the organization, Mm. Obviously, it'll be championed by, you know, the risk um, um, managers, securities, you know, um, personnel, etc. But I think everyone in the organization at this environment, in this environment we're operating in, needs to be very aware um, and needs to understand what to do in case, <laughs> you know, of a, of an emergency or um, a crisis or a disaster. Um and I think it it needs to be ingrained in in everyone within the organisation, including your clientele, um, you know, to the, to the to an extent that you can you you can control. I mean, if you've got um, a retail customer base, it might not be feasible, but business to business is an example. You know, we've we've got to start partnering to say, hey, if we have a ransomware, how do we both respond to it? Mm-hmm. Um, who communicate? Who says what to who? Uh, what's the first thing that we pick up? And um, just having the the, the playbooks and we spoke earlier about testing generators Um, and you've got to test your contingency plan. It cannot just be that we put it together, we put it in a safe, it gathers dust and and, on hope, the, it on, and one, hope it will work <laughs> one day right yes, yes. so it is it's putting together these playbooks and sometimes they have to be specific to the event yes. i cannot treat a ransomware event like i would a power outage event
0: completely different, it's yeah. completely
1: different and so do my staff understand number one uh what these contingency plans are where, where are they stored where are they um and and when something happens who goes picks them up you know dust it off and people know what to do so i think we need to be in a place where everybody in the team know how to orchestrate an event yes um, everybody knows this is the position i need to take this is the place i need to take um and 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 this is how we then move forward yeah. so i think uh, you know everybody needs to be involved Yes, it can be led, but everyone needs to be involved. Everyone needs to be aware, so mm. that we're not all running around communicating the wrong thing to the clients, um, <laughs> you know, making the wrong calls and the wrong decisions. All of that needs to be pre-planned, pre-tested, and it's just a seamless, yeah. you know, continuity. and and
0: I, and I guess the testing is important of those plans. You know, almost running simulations, Correct. to see that. It works. People will do what they said they <laughs> exactly. were going to do or supposed to do according Precisely. to the, the the procedures and the plans.
1: Precisely. So
0: that whole incident response plan and, and the mitigation becomes so important to 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 test and trial.
1: No, absolutely. And I mean, um, you know, we 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 traditionally look looked at incident response plans as a you know it's a it's a one one feet hole, but that embodies a whole lot of other things below it. So sec- what what's the security event? How do you respond to it? Um, what's an infrastructure failure event? How do you respond to it? What's a natural disaster event? Mm-hmm. And how do you respond to it, right? So I think your incident response needs to be very much ingrained into the culture of the organization.
0: Yeah, yeah. We haven't spoken much about cost, but clearly, you know, additional redundancy, service providers, all of these challenges clearly has an impact on the cost structure of IT. And, you know, first of all, you know, how do you manage that that cost structure and, and does this cost structure eventually have a ripple effect through to the client at some stage?
1: Sure, cost. <laughs> uh, and how do you even, you know, justify the cost um, to your board? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> because for them it's like, but what's the value of this? And I mean, unfortunately, some of the things such as, uh, disaster recovery um, backups, it's insurance, right? And you might go five years and not and not use it,
0: correct? Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> but it's got to be done. So I think we, we, we cannot run away from the 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 issue of cost. Uh, but I think it's important for us as IT leaders to articulate the value um, and the return on investment and i mean if you if you say to to your board the last thing you want is we we've got a ransomware attack and we cannot recover the business so what's the better evil is it spending the money now which is a bit you know painful it's a grudge purchase mm. um or losing our business entirely so i think just you, you know getting to the heart of why is the cost necessary and i don't think um your clients necessarily need because those are basics those are things you should have in place yeah. Um and, and, and I think I I I don't think you can necessarily um immediately pass it on to to your customer. But but if you articulate the value, um I think the the cost sort of plays itself plays itself mm. out. And I mean it's a it, it's a very hard um you know, for your executive team or or your board. Um it's 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 hard for them to say no to these things because it's it's in our face. I mean we we've seen organizations go out for five days, losing customers, losing yeah. um losing revenue and losing some of the their the business offerings. And, and it's a real thing. It's you know, it's not we don't just read about it on the papers. <laughs> it's it's real. Yeah, we, real examples. Like, I can count a couple of examples just in this year. <laughs> Um, where, where that has happened, so I think eventually, you know, the 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 cost goes to the the customer, but I think the value that you get out of it yeah. um, is is I mean, it's it's undeniable.
0: And I guess we 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 almost in been in circ- special circumstances because. Business continuity is the key driver here, rather than what new value what and new what's my value? return Correct. on investment. Correct. And You uh, know the fact that you can say I can make sure that you're not going to be down for five days. You're not going to be down
1: for five days, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean yeah. that, that's a better. Um, it, that's where you want to be, because I mean yeah. it's, it's 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 really a, a, a tough um, a, a tough environment, but I mean you you talk about cost. I think we we. There's something we don't often talk about, and that is the impact of of you know global circumstances mm-hmm. on us, because we have a heavy reliance on um, American technology, American equipment, and you pay in
0: foreign currency. And, uh,
1: exactly, yes. you know, we we pay in foreign currency, and so when the rand misbehaves, as I call it, um, there's a direct impact on your costs. So if you but you know did your budget in 2022 for
0: 2023 at a rate and um, now there's a 20% and
1: variance and now there's a 20% <laughs> variance i mean how do you justify that um so i think those are some of the things we we also need to think about and educate uh, our stakeholders mm. to say look at, at any given point in it you know what you know you plan for the best uh, but sometimes these things you know a camera so the, the 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 issue of cost you just need to have a way um of talking about it so that your stakeholders yeah. understand the dimensions. I, I, and I the
0: guess there's going to be a trade-off. You know, do correct. you spend the, the additional money and get the approval, or do you actually cut back in other areas to to facilitate absolutely this additional cost that's coming at you? I guess I guess the problem of doing more with, more less, with less has been around for decades now, yes. and I think that the. the, the the principle hasn't changed. Maybe the nature and the dynamics of the detail has changed today. Correct, correct. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, the, the economy hasn't been doing well for a while. Yeah. And and for a lot of organizations, I mean, or or, or tech leaders, is to say, but what do I cut back on? True, <laughs>
0: true.
1: The ask is, is so a bit a hard. It's a big
0: CIO challenge. Yeah. We've spoken about a number of topics today. I think they're all topical and, and interesting and very relevant in, in our world. Uh, before we close any any last comments or thoughts of anything you think we've missed
1: yeah I think um just as a parting short you know i I still get very excited to be to be in take um you know my 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 husband often often thinks i 'm crazy <laughs> because it just seems so risky, and sometimes yes. i 'm going to call it twelve in the morning, but I think we shouldn't lose you know the the i'll call it the tech spark. Um, I think there's there's a lot that b- businesses can benefit um, from 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 new tech, and there's a lot of value that we bring to the table. And I think, in as much as we feel we in the back room trying to understand power outages and and solve for um, ransomware and security, et cetera, et cetera, um, we need to come to the party in 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 terms of the opportunity um, that that technology can bring to you know to the to the organization. Um, and I just think we should never lose that, that excitement. Yeah, and, 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 and the innovation.
0: plethora of tools and, and innovations that are coming about today just makes it all the more relevant to say absolutely you can help businesses move forward by, by leveraging that capability.
1: Absolutely. So I, I always say for every risk, there's two opportunities. Um, and when you, when you only focus on the risks, you lose out on sure, the
0: opportunities. Fikila, sure, sure. it's been fascinating. I really Thank enjoyed our chat today. Thank you very much for your time. Thank it's you. Been, it's been it's been great. Thank I enjoyed you.
1: the conversation.
0: Thank you, Jaitap.